We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? It's Thursday, August 18th, and this is KCSN Update, your daily dose of Chiefs news and content from us here at KC Sports Network. It is time for our 53-man roster projection. I'm excited to get into this. Which 25 players make it for the offense? Which 25 for the defense? Gave you a little hint there that we got 25 on each side, plus the other three for special teams. Those should already be obvious, but we're going to break it all down right here on KCSN Update, presented by DraftKings. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in possible Joining me to break down our 53-man roster projection and all of the scenarios that could take place is our guy, Tucker Franklin. And before we welcome on Tucker, a quick word from DraftKings. Kansas, DraftKings Sportsbook is coming to the Sunflower State. It won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home. To celebrate, all new customers will receive $100 in free bets when you sign up using code KCSN. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. Soon you'll be able to bet on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. Plus, you'll be entered to win a $100,000 free bet when you sign up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code KCSN to get $100 in free bets to use once mobile sports betting hits Kansas. Plus, one lucky customer will win a $100,000 free bet. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 1-800-522-4700. Must be 21 years old. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at DraftKings.com sportsbook. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. One per customer. $100 issued as four dollars free bets. No purchase necessary for sweepstake. Void where prohibited. Ends first day DraftKings is allowed to operate in Kansas. See terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas. All right, now it is time to welcome on our guy, Tucker Franklin. Tucker, 
I'm excited to talk to you about this. We know the Chiefs just finished up the last day of training camp on the campus of Missouri Western. They've got the game on Saturday against the Commanders. Probably the last time that we'll see most of the starters here in the preseason. So uh, before we get into this roster projection and you and I debate uh, who we think is going to make this roster as we have no idea uh, what's actually going to happen. Just some fun way to, uh, to create some content and create some discussion around this roster. But uh, for Saturday in particular, what are you looking forward to most uh, as the Chiefs go out there for their second preseason game? Well, we got to see a lot of different wide receivers with the ones um, I brought up on outside the trenches, the the different snap counts of the wide receivers. We got to see Juju Smith-Schuster. They, Andy Reid said he's not going to play in this game. So what changes with the ones? What wide receiver comes up and he gets to play with those first string guys with Patrick Mahomes? I'm now looking at that. I Now, I did say I was looking at Isaiah Pacheco earlier in the week, but that's really interesting uh, to see who gets that next call up uh, in, in Juju Smith-Schuster's place uh, to take the those reps with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, absolutely. I've already made the case that they're hiding Isaiah Pacheco. They don't want to give away <laughs> the the stud that they've got hiding uh, is that seventh round draft pick that I'm just going to go ahead and say that Brett Veach, when he said before the draft that they had a thousand yard rusher that was going to be drafted in the seventh round in this draft, uh, that he was talking about Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I want to see Derek Gore. Uh, I know he really struggled in the last game. He's a better player than he showed. Um, against the Chicago Bears. I want to see him kind of bounce back. And whether it's probably got an uphill battle, um, he's, you know, spoiler alert, he does not make our 53-man roster that we're about to go through. But uh, I do think he's good enough to be on a 53-man roster somewhere in the NFL. So if he doesn't end up with the practice squad, doesn't stay with the Chiefs, I uh, hope he goes out there and shows out, shows what he can do. Because like I said, I think he's a much better player. And we saw it last year with what he can do. So all right, Tucker, we know on Tuesday, August 30th, that is the deadline that the NFL has set uh, for the player for the teams to cut the players down to just 53 players and all the rosters right now at 85. So yeah. there's just over a thousand players that are going to be, re be released on that Tuesday. And then you've got the waiver claims the next day, practice squad uh, start getting set up the next day. And then you've got injury designations for players like Lucas Niang. Um, who's right now on the pup list and they've got to figure out what they're going to do with him and how he projects and he won't count against the roster if he's because he started on pup and he never practiced. Right. So a lot of stuff going on and you can see all the, the important dates and the NFL information right there. But uh, let's get into this projection, Tucker, and let's start uh, with the offense. And in looking at this, we'll start along the offensive lines. I know as a former offensive lineman, you might appreciate that. Um, I have the Chiefs keeping nine offensive linemen, and we'll just kind of run through them and tell me what stands out to you. Uh, but the nine offensive linemen I have the Chiefs keeping are the five starters, and obviously Orlando Brown Jr., Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Andrew Wiley going right to or left to right. And then behind them, Jaron Christian, Nick Allegretti, Austin Ryder, and Darian Kennard. Uh, and so we just talked about Lucas Niang being the one player not included. Don't know what his situation is going to be. Uh, most likely not going to be put on the 53 because they don't have to put him on the 53 because he started on pup and has not practiced. But any any disagreements, any thoughts there on the offensive line? I don't think I disagree uh, at all, actually, with this offensive line. It probably is a year where they do keep nine offensive linemen. I believe last year they kept 10. Um, that's because I think Andy yeah. Reid was kind of burnt by the Super Bowl <laughs> by not having <laughs> as many offensive linemen. Um, and it's very uncommon that Andy Reid keeps 10 offensive linemen. It's usually eight or nine. And I, and I like this group here, too, because if you look in the middle with Nick Allegretti and Austin Ryder, they both play guard and center. So that gives yeah. them that versatility to play either guard position and play center if – God forbid, knock on wood, if Creed Humphrey is to go down, 
they basically have two backup centers and they have another guard that can step in if anybody else goes down. I think that's good. Uh, Christian always looked to be that guy who was going to be that swing tackle. Um, just kind of in camp, they were playing him on both the left and the right sides. Uh, this was even before Orlando Brown Jr. came back. They were playing him on both sides to see if he can get his feel. And Darian Kennard, that kid's got so much room to grow, so much room to blossom. He's the right tackle of the future on this team. So not, so not keeping him on the roster, I think, would kind of uh, be a crime. He might be a, a game day inactive, but I think that this being on the roster would be is, is going to be great for him. Yeah, and then don't forget, we mean Joe Tooney can step out and play left tackle if there's an injury, and then Andrew Wiley's got some versatility as well if they want to start moving guys around. He's played different spots. So I um, think that's pretty set with the offensive line. Now let's move to the wide receiver position. Uh, we've got Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman, uh, and Marquez Valdez-Scantley listed as the starters. I have the Chiefs keeping six wide receivers right now. Uh, with those three, not surprises there. And then Sky Moore. Um, and one thing about McCole Hardman is it does sound like that uh, groin injury is not too serious. Jordan Schultz had pr- uh, put that out there and Ian Rapport said they were waiting to see how serious it was earlier today. It was reported that it doesn't seem like it's too serious of an injury. And Coach Reed already said that he believes Juju will be back next week. So I don't think either one of those guys and those injuries are going to affect the 53-man projections and injury um, type deals. But I've got th- those three guys plus Sky Moore, um, Darius Fountain, and then Justin Watson. Uh, kind of holding it down uh, in no particular order. But any thoughts on those six wide receivers being kept? You have guys like Cornell Powell, uh, Corey Coleman, some of those other guys who I don't have making this initial 53-man roster. It's going to be hard for those guys to make this 53-man roster too, I think, just because of the way that Justin Watson has played in the first preseason game and really through training camp. He's played really well, and he has that special teams versatility that Dave Tobe loves. Same thing with Darius Fountain. Darius Fountain has played well on special teams and is shown to be a competent wide receiver, which is always very helpful when you're fighting for a roster spot if you can show that you can play really well on the special team side of the ball and at your usual position too. So that that always does help. And, and I think that it's a it's a these guys are almost locked at this point, uh, barring an injury. I think that this is the six that is expected to make the team. Uh, Cornell Powell, Corey Coleman, those guys will be excellent. Excellent practice squad guys could be game day call ups um, in, in some s- situations, but I think that these guys right here. This was a this is a lot larger of a conversation, a bigger conversation <laughs> earlier on in training camp before the first preseason game. And once we saw the first preseason game, it was like, okay, yeah, these are these are going to be your six guys, which I think you kind of like to see at this point in the season. Yeah, and the player we didn't mention was Josh Gordon. I just yeah. haven't seen enough from him, and he's another player that I hope comes out and plays well on Saturday. Cause I do think he has the talent. I know a lot of people have been saying that it seems like since he's had his last big year, which was almost what, 10 years ago um, that he kind of went off uh, in the league, but he still um, got the size, hopefully the athleticism um, to go out there and make another roster because uh, he's shown to have the talent. It's just, this is a tough place to, to be a fourth or fifth wide receiver um, as it stands now offensively and not bring that special teams uh, side of things. So, um, those are the six wide receivers. And then let's move to tight end. I have the Chiefs keeping four tight ends right now. Um, I think Dave Tobe will have a, a lot to say about this. And hopefully uh, Blake Bell's uh, hip flexor injury and most hip flexors aren't anything that's going to be long-term and serious like that. But do have the Chiefs keeping four tight ends and Travis Kelsey, Jody Fortson, Blake Bell, and Noah Gray. Uh, Noah Gray obviously being one of those key special teams guys. Uh, I know that hurts your heart because your guy is not listed here, the guy you've been watching all of camp. Um, But do you have any disagreements outside of just your heart hurting a little bit there for Matt Bushman? No, sadly not. Hopefully Matt Bushman can land on the practice squad. Uh, Again, a game day call-up would be great for Matt Bushman. 
Uh, no, I think that this is the right. I think this is the right configuration. You even have Jody Fortson as the number two tight end. I think that might even become the case uh, later on in the season once you see these guys really start to work things out. Jody Fortson kind of had that. I think what was it a quad injury that he had that he kind of got a slow start off at the beginning of training camp, and and now he's you know, playing well. So I'm excited to see what he can do um, on on this uh, on this game on Saturday and kind of see him kind of submit himself as that tight end too. I don't really think there, there's any disagreements there with Noah Gray and Blake Bell as well. Those Blake Bell is going to be your guy who's going to be your inline tight end. He's going to be your blocking tight end. Um, Noah Gray, I'm excited to see what he does in year two. So I think this is right, especially with tight ends, keeping four of them. But with keeping four tight ends, somebody else has another position has got to give. Yeah, I know you're talking about the quarterback position, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get to that because I know everybody. We're, we're, Michael Burton, Michael Burton is going to be the fullback, and yep. then a quarterback, yep. obviously Patrick Mahomes, Chad Henney. I don't see the Chiefs keeping three quarterbacks. Uh, I don't ever really see it being a thing. I know that Coach Reed has done it uh, in the past a little bit, but you get down to the point where you need Sh- uh, Shane Buscelli to play uh, your team. Your season's kind of at a certain point anyway, yeah. so uh, that position could be better suited for someone else. Plus, one of those guys would be on the practice squad, whether it's him or Dustin Crum. So uh, let's move to the running back position because that's the one. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, uh, which obviously means Ronald Jones and um, – Derek Gore, who we were just talking about earlier, I don't have them making the roster. Now, this has changed over time. I was trying to figure out a way to keep four running backs, if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago. But the way that Pacheco has not only been talked about by the coaching staff, but just what he's shown. And for me, really, it's the pass blocking stuff um, where he could be a third down option where they're going to trust him to go out there and protect Patrick Mahomes and understand the blitz pickups and the things that a young player um, might not quite be ready for. And it seems like based on the way they've talked about him, the way some of the snap counts uh, went down last Saturday, that he is a guy that they trust in those situations, which is a great sign for him. Great sign for Brett Veach <laughs> to, to nail a pick like that at that point. Uh, but yeah, I don't have Ronald Jones or Derek Orr making this roster. And I don't know if that's necessarily a big surprise either, just based on the way that they played um, against the bears. And it's tough because they both wanted to throw that second string offensive line, which, isn't the best, right? Um, but also the second string Bears defensive line isn't the best either. Um, so there's, there's there's a give and take there. And, and what I think is really interesting is is we saw Ronald Jones get a little bit more snaps with the ones in practice this week just to see uh, what he gets. Maybe he gets a little bit more snaps with the ones this week. I don't think that that's going to matter a whole lot, though. I think that this is kind of the order it's going to be. Jarek McKinnon is a veteran and he is he's practiced like a veteran what Jarek McKinnon has benefited from is by being by being okay like by him not being bad or him not being exponentially good he's benefited by that uh but the other players you know not playing as well and and to your point about Isaiah Pacheco one of the things that I remember when we met him at the Shrine Bowl in Las Vegas one of the biggest impressions was holy cow, this dude just said his favorite play from his college career was a pass blocking rep. Yeah. He, he, and I remember us talking about that after he left the room. We're like, that's really what he just said. Um, that yeah. led to like a touchdown or something like that. He picked up a blitzer and, and it was able to lead to a touchdown. So dude is selfless. The dude loves to hit the dude. Dude. I think he said he wants to be on, on the, on the field, all four downs, uh, just because he <laughs> wants to be able to do everything that they need him to do. So, um, I, I'm really excited to see what he can do. I know that there's a lot of expectations out there. Um, but I think, dare I say they're warranted. Yes. 
I mean, based on what we've seen and the way that the team has talked about, it's one thing if guys go out there and make a bunch of plays during camp and then the coaches get up there and kind of downplay it or kind of say, and not say anything negative because they're never going to say anything negative. But if they just kind of say, you know, hey, it's practice, we're not going full speed. Like there are little comments that you can throw in there to kind of downplay stuff. Haven't heard a lot of that uh, with Pacheco. So at this point, like just lean in. I mean, we're already doing it. I'm doing it with George Karloftis. I already projected him to break the franchise record for rookie sacks. So uh, let's move on to the defense. Before we do that, make sure if you like this content, if you like what we got going on here at KC Sports Network, please hit that like and subscribe button. And then go ahead and leave us a comment. If you disagree with any of those picks, if there's a guy that you say, hey, this guy is 100% making the roster. If you are a Ronald Jones supporter and you're like, there is no way this guy can't be on our roster. Let us know. Give us your case in the comment section in one of the next videos here on cases and update. We'll read the comment. We'll talk about it uh, and we'll politely disagree or you can talk us into it. I could be talked into it. So um, probably eh, maybe not in that case, but uh, <laughs> let's go real quick. So please go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button. So we know we're doing something right here. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, we'll go through the specialists here real quick. Um, no surprises here. Tucker's guy, Tommy Townsend, Harrison Butker, James Winchester. Those are your three specialists. And then your kick returners. These might change a little bit depending upon uh, how some of these young guys do. Uh, but number one kick returner looks to be Isaiah Pacheco. Showed some burst in that one return he had against the Bears on Saturday, uh, which was great to see. And then McCole Hardman being your lead. Uh punt returner uh which again anything can happen if those guys make any mistakes dave tobe is not afraid to switch guys out so let's move on to the defense tucker this is where there might be some more questions i think uh if you're looking at the 25 guys you want to put on defense i feel like there'll be more here so please let us know in the comments if you disagree with these but let's start with the defensive line uh and i'll just run through these guys and i have the chiefs keeping 10 defensive lineman that's combining defensive tackle and defensive angst a lot of these guys can play both inside and out but got mike dana Derek Nottie, chris jones and frank clark um, up front uh, listed as the starters that's the way that they are in the depth chart right now but if you listen to any of our content starters it's not really a stat that matters anymore depending upon what personnel grouping you're in uh, but those guys and then obviously george Karloftis, carlos dunlap um and Danny Shelton, they're pretty much your your locks at this point. I believe Danny Shelton, the way they talked about him, the experience that he has, he's going to make this team. But then you've got Colin Saunders, Treshawn Wharton, and Josh Kando are the last three that I have. And those are probably, in looking at this, Tucker, the three that uh, 
would be pulled off in place of other players, either along the defensive line, if it's a Malik Herring or somebody like that, or if you want to keep an extra defensive back or an extra linebacker, but up front, what stands out to you about that defensive line group? I, I think what stands out immediately is the Colin Saunders, uh, Danny Shelton. Um, those players, uh, now I love Colin Saunders, one of my favorite players on this team, but they have a very similar play style in, in terms of run-stopping type of, of big big-bodied guys. So I'm curious if they elect to take one over the other. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. That's one of the things that, that we have been looking at, if, if that's a curious if that happens. If they keep both, I think that that's fine. Um, but it's just one of those things where do they want to keep two players that do the same thing or not? Um, I think, and I'll push back, I think Derek Nadi and, and Danny Sheldon are probably a little bit closer. Derek Nadi's making the fair. team. But I think they're a little yeah. bit closer. Colin Saunders a little bit more, I don't say athletic, a little bit more beat you around the edge, uses quickness to get around you. Or Danny Shelton, it's hard to compare anybody to Danny Sheldon, except maybe like an old school like Chris Jenkins, um, somebody like that. Maybe even yeah. like maybe a little bit of Dontari Poe, although Dontari Poe is a crazy athlete for his size. Uh, but that was, those were space eaters where I think Colin Saunders could provide a little bit on third down um, against some slower, some bigger, slower uh, interior defensive linemen. There's some matchups. I think he could cause some problems and I think that he's looked good. And I personally just like the dude a lot. So I'm putting Colin mm-hmm. Saunders on this team. I like what he's about. I uh, like what he brings to the locker room, but I know defensively up front, even in talking with the, the guys from the laboratory through this, but they had some thoughts on Malik Herring and some of these other guys that have flashed um, and where, you know, Dave Tobe gets in the mix and does he want to keep a Colin Saunders over one of these extra defensive backs uh, that may be somebody that Dave Tobe really wants to keep. So, uh, and then Josh Kando, Tershawn Wharton, I think you just get long athletes uh, that can do things uh, to get after the passer is, is, is what it's going to be about. And I think you rotate those guys anyway. We've talked about it on the show before uh, that, you know, your top defensive lineman's playing 55% of the snaps. Right. So your number one guy is barely playing half the time. Anyway, you need a lot of bodies, rotate these guys through. You want to keep guys like Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap, even Danny Shelton fresh throughout the entire season uh, and not overwork them at the beginning. So you want a good rotation of young players who can get after the quarterback, um, you know, from the very start of the season, which is why I like keeping a guy like Colin Saunders, get him in the mix. And I think um, he's a guy that could, given the right opportunity, step in and make an impact. But uh, let's move on to the linebacker position. Um, And I've got the Chiefs keeping, let's see here, five linebackers. And that would be Elijah Lee, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, Darius Harris, and Leo Chanel. What stands out to you about that linebacker group? Well, it stands out to me is is Darius Harris over uh, Jermaine Carter. Uh, now, do I think that's a surprise? No, I think Darius Harris has had a better camp, and I think he's played better in the one preseason game that we've had. He also knows the system a whole lot better than Jermaine Cotter does, so he does have a leg up in that regard. Um, it's crazy to think about. I, you've brought this up several times, BJ. Jermaine Carter had like 88 tackles for the Panthers last year and yeah. is like not going to make this team just because of the linebackers that, that the Chiefs have. But uh, what's going to be really interesting, too, is the Chiefs will rarely have three linebackers on the field. Um, <laughs> and I know Elijah Lee was listed as that third linebacker. So it's just to see how many, like what percentage of snaps Elijah Lee, Leo Chanel, they get in that in that kind of third linebacker role. They're going to have more safeties. They're going to have more or D-backs on the field. But that's kind of the big thing is, is Jermaine Carter. I believe he was a free agent signing too. Yeah. So it's a, that's another free agent signing when you talk about Ronald Jones, you talk about Jermaine Carter, both not making the team, um, which I think that speaks to the the youth of the of the team. 
Yeah, no, I think Jermaine Carter is a perfect signing when they made it. You have yeah. a guy and you see what happens in the draft. You end up getting a Leo Chanel. You get a couple of guys who I think are going to be on the practice squad that do play into my decision to not keep Jermaine Carter. As much as that has to do with Jermaine Carter, it has to keep with, uh, I want more guys up front. I want a Colin Saunders to be in this mix because I think it's going to be harder to find a player like Colin Saunders. I don't think you're going to have that guy on the practice squad um, who's got a little bit of experience who can step in and play, whereas uh, they don't necessarily have that experience, but you've got Jack Cochran and Mike Rose, some undrafted free agent linebackers who I think could be great, good special teams contributors mid season. If there's an injury, these guys get called up and play. I think the fact that Leo Chanel can play a couple of different linebacker positions, Mm -hmm. if needed, he could be a rush, Sam, he can play the green dot. He could be in the middle. Not that he doesn't have to work through that and it won't be a struggle, but as Steve Spagnuolo talked about during his presser, you've got to find guys who can do multiple things because on game day, you only get 46 players that are active on a game day. So these guys have to be able to do different things. And over the course of an entire season, I think it's easier to bring up again, a Mike Rose or a Jack Cochran, two players I would project to make the practice squad to step in and play special teams. If you're needing to bring somebody up the practice squad to start as your Mike linebacker, you got problems anyway. Same thing with starting like a third quarterback, like you're already way down the line. And so for me, I'd rather keep the guys up front, have a a huge rotation, you know, a lot of guys in the rotation on the defensive line to keep those guys fresh uh, and not keep necessarily a veteran linebacker who's going to be expensive, but also might not bring the same special teams abilities uh, as these other guys. And you only have so many players. And so that's where Jermaine Carter doesn't make the list for me. But again, a guy that is going to get picked up. We saw Lonnie Johnson got picked up by the Titans. Jermaine Carter is going to end up on an NFL roster. Just didn't see him stand out. And based on the numbers, and like I said, uh, the two guys I think will be on the practice squad, I think they'll be all right there. Uh, let's move to the cornerback position, have the Chiefs keeping six cornerbacks, uh, Trent McDuffie um, and Legereus Sneed, uh, Rashad Fenton being what I believe are your top three. And you've got Josh Williams, uh, Jalen Watson, and DiCaprio Boodle uh, to round out your six cornerbacks. What jumps out to you, Tucker, about those six corners? Uh, I, I think I like these six corners. I think these are going to be the six corners. These would be my six corners as well. Uh, the fact that Jalen Watson got a shout out from uh, from Steve Spagnuolo on Tuesday means a lot. I think uh, DiCaprio Boodle has been playing well. I think really be, him being on the practice squad last year was a big benefit uh, to him and being able to get into this. And now you're going to see him hopefully make this 53 man roster. He also brings a lot of special teams capabilities. So that also mm-hmm. helps. Uh, and I'm sure they're, Trying to get Jalen Watson into that uh, special teams as well. I believe Watson was a sixth round pick as well. Um, I know he was late. He was late in the draft, but you're looking at you're looking at Trent McDuffie, uh, Joshua Williams. He, jo- Trent McDuffie first round pick. Joshua Williams fourth round pick. DiCaprio Boodle was a UDFA last year. Uh, Legarius Sneed fourth round pick. Uh, Rashad Fenton was a UDFA. Jalen Watson, you know, sixth round pick. You're looking at that crop right there and thinking. They got some talent here, but you're also looking like the value that they've gotten at this talent is incredibly good, and that's a testament to Brett Veach. Something that they, that he's always done right in his time in Kansas City of of getting guys late in the rounds in the UDFAs to contribute on the on the defensive backfield. And I'm excited to see what Trent McDuffie has. Honestly, that's what I'm most excited for. Yeah, and Fenton for the record, Fenton was a sixth round pick, so he was a late okay. round pick. My bad, uh, but he is entering a contract year, and we've seen that guy go out and make plays. Actually, ran into him. <laughs> A quick trip. I think I told you that I ran into a quick trip a couple weeks ago. Um, It was during camp. So it kind of caught me off guard. Uh, And he was a lot taller uh, than I remember him being like, he, I thought he was a short, like nickel guy. He's taller than me. He's six one ish. So 
Uh, excited to see what Rashad Fenton can do. He's one of the guys last year I said, that's the kind of guy that you need to pay right now because he's only going to get more expensive. And right. so you extend a player like that before he goes out and really, really plays well. But um, the safety position, I don't think there's any huge surprises keeping these four safeties with Juan Thornhill, Justin Reed, uh, Deion Bush, and Brian Cook. Um, I think those are, are pretty set uh, as far as that goes right now. And some of those guys can, can play multiple positions. They're going to move around and do different things with the way that Steve Spagnuolo likes to move his defensive backs and his guys around. But uh, that's, those are the 25 players that we have for the Chiefs defense. Please, again, on the defensive side, state your case. Let us know in the comment section if you disagree with this. You make a good case or if you make a poor case. Either way, we'll read some of them on the next video uh, that Tucker will actually have on Friday for you with his KCSN update uh, with a little different twist on it. I uh, don't want to give that away, but make sure you check that out. But please, again, rate, review, subscribe, uh, and then hit that like button. Let us know that uh, you appreciate what we're doing here at KC Sports Network. Uh, we know there's a lot of places you can find good quality Chiefs content. We appreciate just being one of them. So, Tucker, put your – Put your bow on this. If there's one thing that's not on here that would not surprise you, one player's name that could end up on the 53 that we have not talked about, uh, who would that be? Ooh, that's a really that's a loaded question. Uh, I think I'm going to say loaded I, I had an answer. So I asked knowing that there's one player that we haven't mentioned that I uh, there's actually the lab guys had mentioned uh, this player in particular. You're in that same Gosh. Oh, group gosh. chat too you're gonna you're gonna test me i ignored all those messages last night um <laughs> i was watching i was too busy watching hard knocks got to catch up no i think i would i would not be surprised if it comes cut down day and, and ronald jones actually ends up on this <laughs> roster i will say that i will not be surprised if it's august 30th if he plays well on saturday and he's the one that ends up making this roster uh also wouldn't be shocked if he didn't make the roster so that's that's kind of who i'm thinking all right. Well, we talked about one of them being Jermaine Carter, but the other one's Chris Lamons, uh, just from mm, the special yeah. teams ability. Uh, wouldn't be a huge surprise uh, to people that understand necessarily that Dave Tobe's got a, <laughs> a lot of say in the back end of that roster and some of those backup defensive back positions. And if he feels more comfortable with those guys, not going to be a huge surprise. But again, we appreciate everybody for tuning into this depth chart projection here um, on today's KCSN update presented by our friends at DraftKings. Please, again, uh, if you're listening to this on the audio channels or on our podcast, um, please go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and that, hit that like, subscribe, and turn on notifications because we have a lot more content coming, a lot of cool announcements, including the announcement we made earlier today and that the formation of our 501c3, the KCSN Foundation, is now alive and active. So uh, what we've done over the last year, selling raffle tickets and doing different things to, to raise money and do different initiatives within our community, those are all now tax-deductible donations. And we are running a charity golf tournament for anyone out there watching that's in the area that wants to come golf with us on Saturday, October 15th. Uh, up at Sunflower Hills Golf Course in Bonner Springs, Kansas. Uh, it's presented by our friends at Holiday Distillery. So it's fair to think that there will be bourbon out on the course. And that is a fact for all of you that are 20, at least 21 years old. And then we'll have all kinds of specials. Uh, par three, hole in one, you're going to win a car. $10,000 cash. We've got a couple sets of clubs to give away um, from our friends at Sticks Golf. So a lot of cool things, a lot of contests. It, it's going to be a good time. So you want to come golf. Uh, check out our Substack. find us on social media. You can find links on how to do that, how to uh, register your team. We'll have food before and after prizes for the winners uh, for the scramble tournament. Should be a lot of fun. So uh, appreciate everybody for watching this episode uh, and we will see you next time. Until then, be kind to one another.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.